I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. That's the, the clientele that buy the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ears to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised mm. is really important. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Capital Cookbook 3 podcast. This is the Quicksand Food Connection. My name is Stefan Postuma. Today, I speak with John Pye. John is the founder and owner of Breadbow Black Garlic. You might have heard of Black Garlic, and there's a bit of a movement towards using this really interesting product these days. John grows organic garlic out at Ingalara Farm, which is just near Breadbow, and he's built his own fermentation machines to make the final product of black garlic. He gets right into the process, how it's made and what he does, where he sells it and how his business runs. I found it a really interesting conversation. So I hope that you also enjoy my conversation with John Pye from Breadbow Black Garlic. Firstly, John, thanks so much for taking us out to Ingalara firstly, and now out to your place out here at Breadbow showing us about the beautiful Breadbow Black Garlic. Yeah, pleasure. Glad yeah. to have you here. Yeah. Um, look, just to start with, there's people out there who've never tasted black garlic who don't know anything about it. So do you want to just tell us about it? what is it? Sure. Well, um, first of all, uh, black garlic varies from uh, grower to grower, to, from maker to maker, from country to country. So uh, even for people who have said and reply, I've already tasted black garlic, it's important for them to taste individual black garlics. But Basically, um, the one we have we're very proud of because of the complexity of flavours that mm. it has. And we describe it as a combination of balsamic vinegar, licorice, molasses, um, as a sort of a uh, flavour on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the process, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, at the start, it starts in the ground and it starts in the good soil out here and organic practices. Exactly. People do get confused. They think sometimes that black garlic is a variety of garlic, but it's impo- uh, important to emphasise that it's actually it's just the original garlic that people are familiar with. So it's an original Australian-grown, as you said, organic garlic. We do think it's important that it's organic because the process involves very long um, fermentation uh, in, in a fermenter which involves temperature and humidity. And uh, we don't uh, like the idea of cooking chemicals for that period of, of time course. so we figure that uh, it's very important that there aren't haven't been uh, chemicals sprayed on the garlic and so yes it's the garlic same garlic that we, we grow the same garlic that we sell at the markets 
and then that same uh, uh, garlic goes into the fermenter and uh, for a long period of time, for 40 days, and actually converts itself to black garlic. There's nothing added. Yeah, so what, what, what's that process that, that, that makes it convert? It's, uh, we, we use the term fermentation, but it, that, it, uh, the purists would dispute that that is exactly what happens because it's not actually a, uh, a yeast conversion as such. It's more the enzymes in the garlic itself. And it's actually more like, uh, they call it a Maillard, which is spelt with an L, but pronounced mm-hmm. Maillard reaction, yep. where uh, the garlic itself becomes black, yep. uh, just simply through the constant temperature and humidity. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, they use, like Maillard is a concept to describe caramelization of, yes, of flavor, yeah. and, yeah. That's, and that's exactly what you get through through in 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 the beautiful black garlic and it's amazing what i find amazing about it is um the difference between the flavor of raw garlic or or lightly cooked garlic and the flavor of black garlic it's that's true worlds apart yeah and part of that is in normal garlic you actually have um two enzymes allium and allicin which are the ones that when you cut or crush garlic combine to give you the smell or the the strong odor of garlic now, when you make black garlic, they actually convert into an amino acid called SLL cysteine, and so the, they are no longer there as such. Right. Um, and SLL cysteine actually has enormous health benefits. So people often ask, you know, is this as good for you as normal garlic? And the the obvious answer is yes. And in fact, if anything, it's better. That's great. That's mm. really interesting. Um, and we were talking just before about some of the chefs that that you supply in Canberra, and and you were you were describing the reactions that you get when when they sort of first taste your product. Did you want to tell us what you were saying before about that sort of thing? Sure. Well, it's just interesting to watch chefs, and you can see why they are chefs. Whereas maybe Mr. or Mrs. Average might just put the black garlic in their mouth and say, "Oh yes, that's delicious." Whereas you can see on a chef's tongue, he'll look into the sky, and you can see flavors playing on his taste buds and and he will actually come out with those descriptions of you know of molasses or intensity the, the way they're describing mm. it yeah yeah well i mean umami is something that people use in cooking these days that savory flavor and it, and it's something that i think black garlic's packed with definitely and definitely. making yeah. an addition you know and, and it seems to me that black garlic's that type of flavour that you can use in a lot of different applications. And you said to me that you supply not only places like Aubergine in Canberra, but also like Akiba and, um, you know, the chairman group who the cuisines are, you know, worldwide and varied and, and it'll work with Asian cuisine and it'll work with, you know, modern Australian cuisine or French. It's, it's something that has a lot of applications in my opinion. Right? Absolutely. And um, people, the, the, one of the first questions people ask uh, when they taste it, is, well, oh yes, but how would I use it? And um, uh, you can use it as well as normal garlic. It doesn't conflict with that. But honestly, the, the, you can use it right through the meal anywhere. You could use it with cheese, as we discussed. You could use it um, uh, chopped up on top of cauliflower. You can use it in a black garlic aioli. You can even have black garlic ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's versatile in that sense, mm. and it's got that sweetness as well that allow, like the 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 balance of sort of sweet and savoury. That's what gives it its yeah. sort of sort of multi application character. I think it's a beautiful product. Um, and we were also talking earlier about sort of some of the distribution that you do. So you supply not only chefs, but um, you, you go down to the Epic Farmers Markets every Saturday. We do Epic Farmers Market and the Bus Depot Markets and on Sunday. Markets, yeah. yeah, that's our main um, 
main retail outlets, mm. yeah. Yeah, and you were saying um, <clears throat> at, at Epic, you, one of the important things for you is to give the customers a taste before they, you know, and, and build awareness and, and give them some education about the product. Absolutely. Well, the, the, the word garlic, I, I suppose, puts people off as soon as they see garlic. Well, not puts them off, but if it's first thing in the morning, it puts them off. So they think, oh, no, I don't want to have garlic now. But I do try and encourage them to taste it. And, of course, as soon as they taste it, they realise that it's, it's not garlic per se. It's black yeah. garlic and uh, quite, quite edible on its own, whereas mm. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't bite a, a clove. Well, some people do, but you wouldn't <laughs> normally bite a clove of garlic, whereas you would bite a, a clove of black garlic. Mm. Mm. And so for some people who buy it just say they can't stop eating it. They just love to snack on it. Really? Mm. Just eat it like they're eating some nuts they or something? They do, like, like a lolly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, with that, I guess another thing is that you can sort of being having that face to face contact with your customer at the markets. You can tell them how to use it and tell them what it works with and, and dishes that you might cook it in at home. We do that, and we give them a little recipe book uh, which I've prepared as well, yeah. which they love because immediately then they can go away and experiment. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So, what are some of the recipes that are in your recipe? Ah, uh, look, I don't know whether I can remember any off the top of my head, <laughs> but certainly uh, just combining with cream cheese for the top of a biscuit or. Uh, a black garlic and um, fillet steak combination uh, with scallops, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, any, anything like that. Um, uh, there's even one with black garlic muffins. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So there's there's the sky's the limit. The yeah. sky is the limit. And one of the other cool things um, we were talking about at the Epic Markets is that it's a great little community, and it gives you the opportunity to collaborate with some other producers, which you've done. Yeah, so, and, and one of those is Tilba, Tilba Dairy? Tilba Dairy, uh, which we've just recently uh, combined with them, or well, they've taken some black garlic to make a black garlic cheese, which is absolutely amazing, and that's going to be available soon. And I've also, uh, you know, as a prototype, approached a chocolatier, and we actually make black garlic chocolate. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so that's sort of in the pipeline as, as well at the moment. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's a really healthy healthy thing that whole farmers market system to not not just to have people going and buying direct from the producer but to be able to share ideas and collaborate about your products with with your colleagues at that market is, is something that's that's pretty special mm. and it's, it's it's it really contributes to what is becoming a very healthy food culture in this sort of canberra region mm, absolutely yeah. and and big emphasis on local exactly which is good yeah, yeah. which is fantastic yeah. um Speaking on that, you were saying around this region here, you've got some other producers around you as well that sort of contribute to that community? Sure, yeah. In, just in this uh, small road that we live in, there is an olive oil producer, there's a truffle producer. Um, so, yeah, just even on that level, yeah. um, you know, you've got quite a gourmet uh, little community. Yeah, and you, and you go out to the truffle farm, you were saying, as well, truffle and farm, interact with yeah. them? Yeah, we give, we give uh, a talk at the truffle farm about black garlic. Yep. Um, funnily enough, sometimes people taste black garlic and say, "Oh, truffle." You know, they they think of it as a mm-hmm. as a black garlic truffle, if you like, yeah, mm. the the equivalent of yeah. a truffle in the black, in garlic. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And and again, great collaboration between producers and you know the ability to share ideas and mm. educate the public in different forums about different products. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and to work as a community rather than an individual, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. that's really great. And um, and the other thing that you said. Um, that's important to you is sort of evaluating to what's around. So you don't just have black garlic, you've got different sort of products in your line which which sort of add value and take, you know, different elements of garlic and things like that. 
Yeah, well, in any um, process, I suppose, whether it be farming or anything else, you tend to have uh, byproducts or waste products. And uh, I tend to look at those waste products and, and see what I can do with them. So, uh, you know, more in relation to the garlic farm itself, we will, we will use um, cloves that may be damaged or, or not usable or too small to plant. Um, I'll take those and smoke them, dry them, put them in a grinder. Uh, yeah, so various things like that where you can actually um, use those products and not just throw them away. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that people are looking for that sort of thing as well. Mm. Like when people see, you know, whether it be garlic stalks or smoked garlic in a, in a grinder, like you say, it's, 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 not only, it's, it's not only value adding to something that would normally be thrown away, but it makes for a unique product that people can mm. apply to whatever. They're very versatile products, once again, which is really interesting. Yeah, and, and, and Australian produce, but particularly Australian garlic, is highly sought after. Um, people just all the time come to me and say, oh, where can we get it? We can't find Australian garlic anywhere. It is, um, yeah. So, uh, and that carries right through to whether it's Australian black garlic, whether it's Australian smoked garlic or dried garlic. You know that people are looking for that that local product. Yeah. Do you think that um, the the sort of the demand and the scarcity of it is is that a sort of a supply and demand issue, or what do you think it is? That, like, I mean, we import so much garlic. You know, the majority that you see on the shelves at um, you know supermarkets and things like that's all imported. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I think. I think, uh, to, to a large extent, it's an increase in awareness and education by the public as to what's on their food. Yeah. Um, because it, basically, if they knew what was on a lot of the imported produce, garlic or whatever, uh, you wouldn't touch it. If you honestly knew what had been actually treated with, not just at the point of growth, but, but treated with to come into the country mm. um, uh, alone would put you off. You would never, you wouldn't put uh, between your lips. So I think there's an awareness, a growing awareness of that. Mm. Um, and uh, I remember years ago, a um, fruiterer took me out the back of his shop and said, "Have a look at these grapefruit." And, he, and first of all, there was this big grapefruit. And he said, "These grapefruit are from Chile." And he said, "First of all, look at the the list of chemicals on the top of the box, so, which I'd never seen." And then he he lifted the lid off the box. And here were these beautiful, big, red ruby grapefruit. And he said, you know, these grapefruit are six months old. And I just shook my head, just couldn't believe it. Mm. You know, if only people knew what they're eating. I know. And, you know, and Mr. and Mrs. Average have a half a grapefruit every morning, think they're healthy. And <laughs> God, anyway. it's amazing, isn't it? And I've, I've talked to a few producers now and... And, and, and it's the same conversation about so many different products. Products are sort of modified or sprayed or, um, you know, picked at certain times to optimise for presentation and storage and um, sort of economy of harvest, sort of high yield and, and that sort of thing. And at the end of the day, it means firstly that it's not healthy. It can be not, not healthy because of the chemicals. And secondly... The flavour is just not there whatsoever. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah, and nutrition-wise, I think I, I can't remember the exact figure, but something like a citrus, like an orange, loses eighty percent of its vitamin C within three days. Mm. So you know, what's the use of an orange that's been in cold storage for six months? That's uh, as as a nutrition point of view. I mean, yeah, exactly. It tastes okay, but mm. yeah, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, and I think that you know, farmers' markets and and. The, the food movement, people showing an interest in, in where their food comes from, you know, dialogue with, with, with someone like yourself at the farmer's markets, 
slowly but surely just creates that awareness and and if people go to the supermarket they might have talked to you at the farmers markets and if they are at the supermarket buying bits and pieces and they need some garlic they'll see imported product Australian product and obviously there's a massive price difference but that's where the, that's where the food choices start and that's where you know and that sort of thing has a chain reaction that if more and more people start buying buying good Australian products organic produce ideally um, local stuff that that sort of education and information sort of trickles on and allows the people to continue good food choices allows people like yourself to continue producing and, and have a higher demand and, and continue making a living doing it mm. which is you know I mean that's what everyone's sort of working towards absolutely yeah, yeah. so I find that yeah I find that an interesting thing and I, I, I think I've got a lot of hope for it because you see so many new farmers markets and, and, and things like that um popping up all the time and it, it providing a providing a platform to people make a, making to, to make a living um, doing boutique products like yourself absolutely yeah yeah because I mean without without probably farmers markets and direct communication with chefs it might it, it would be hard to get your product out there oh absolutely yeah the farmers market revolutionized it from that point of view mm. um, and the fact as you said that the chefs themselves are looking for local produce they want to put that on their menus. Um, that's their whole, you know, point of difference, if you like, point mm. of difference from conventional restaurants, anyway. Mm. That they can say, yes, this came from here, that came from there. You know, we know the we know the farmer. Yeah. And um, and there's no doubt about it that people react to that. But I think it even it does go deeper, just to give people a bit of uh, credibility for their intelligence, in the sense that I think they they can often taste the difference. Exactly. They actually, they know the difference. They uh, certainly with our garlic products, they'll say. I can. I don't eat any other garlic now. This is fantastic. We just mm-hmm. can't believe the flavour. And I've also heard chefs say that they will no longer use imported garlic just because they can't get the flavour out of it. Mm. And I think it's been flogged to death in the field. They don't rotate crops. They use chemicals. And so you don't get that garlic, um, intense garlic flavour that, that you need to. Yeah, exactly. Um so, doing a bit of a Tarantino and going back to the start, I probably should have asked you this earlier. But how did you how did you originally sort of find out about about black garlic and decide to start producing this product out here in Breadburg? Well, it does have a bit of a story, but yeah. um, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's not too interesting. But basically, we were on a flight. My wife and I were on a fl- flight, just a domestic flight in a Virgin aeroplane. And as you know, you always pick up the magazine in the front cover. And so you pick, we picked up and we're flipping through that and there was this tiny little strip article and it had uh, garlic is the new black. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> and it was about this long and Mary, my wife, read it and she said, we're going to do this. Yeah. That's where it started. Really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's it took, it took me about probably at least two years to get it right. Like we threw a huge amount of stock away and experimentation and as I mentioned to you, I do I now build my own fermenters. Yeah. Uh, but would have taken at least two years to, to get to the stage now where we know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, as we talked about before, you know, this system that allows you to do that and allows you to have, have the choice and, and make a move like that, make a bold decision to move into producing an interesting, intriguing boutique mm. product and to have a market for it yeah. is something that's really cool. And, you know, who knows what 
value adding you can do to garlic or any other products that you know whether it's a process like yours or doing something a bit different drying something smoking something and making something original that chefs like that's local that's you know good for people and educates people more about food you know yeah it's something that's fantastic yeah well if you think of the the traditional australian diet that i was brought up with um still related back to england you know you had a a chop and three veg mm. and your three veg consisted of a white a green and a red you know and, that, and, and mind you there's a lot of wisdom in that because you were getting your ba- it was a balanced diet and i would have to say that probably um in my grandparents day and parents day they had their own vegetable gardens too so a lot of that was good fresh vegetable but it almost in a generation it disappeared and we suddenly just went to the shops didn't mm. grow our own anymore and uh, and lost that that whole sense of uh, of good nutrition a balanced diet with porridge in the morning and, mm. yeah, and yeah. so on so uh so we're coming back to that through through multiculturalism but to a certain extent and through taste people are looking for those different flavors mm. and uh yeah so i think that and and of course as you said the farmer's market you you just see fresh when you walk through there you see fresh and oh. i think i think that's a lot of has to do with it too it's the fact that it's not hasn't been stored for six months or whatever well the farmer's market for me it's like it's 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 an event that i look forward to like no one looks forward to going to woolworths and buying groceries it's it's a chore yeah that's true but getting out there nice and early on a saturday morning out to epic everyone like no matter how shitty the weather is with could be sleeting and and whatever everyone's got their you know their green bags and got a smile on their face talking to people mm. like yourself get a coffee get some food yeah you know and then you come home with a box full of just the most beautiful produce yeah true and true. and and it's so much healthier than you know late on a sunday arvo you're like oh bloody hell i need groceries for the week i'm gonna nip down to woolies and come home with 10 plastic bags full of crap so, yeah yeah. Well, yeah yeah and even the um uh, what we'll call it the commercial markets you know in, in areas uh, and you go Sunday afternoons you know, they're flogging everything off at half price mm. well you know there's a reason for that yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go bad or exactly. it's, yeah, it's, it's old yeah. so um, yeah so you're right there it's, it's quite interesting that people yeah. will do that yeah, yeah. All right, John. Well, thanks so much for having us out here once again. Great to chat to you and um, look, all the best with Brebo Black Garlic. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for listening to my chat with John Pye from Breadbo Black Garlic. If you want to find out more about Breadbo Black Garlic, you can visit their website, which is breadboblack.com. If you want more of these podcasts, you can go to our website, quicksandfood.com, and you can click on the podcast link, which gives you all the episodes from the Capital Cookbook 3 season. You can also find the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher, and you can find us on social media at quicksandfood on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again for the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.